Mic check, mic check. One, two, one, two. And it's like that. And you don't stop. Welcome, you guys, to the first episode of Jay and Rome Presents Hip Hop Veterans. This show is made by two veterans of the Air Force that has come together to talk hip hop and where it's been, where it's going, where it is right now. But, you know, we want to have some fun with this. Appreciate you guys listening to us on this first episode. Not, you know, without further ado, as I always like to say on Two Cents, shout out to, you know, my crew with the Two Cents, you know, Sugar Booger, Deacon Balls, and Roberto. Excuse that burp. I have to edit that shit out later. But it's all good. But we in here. I got uh, to my left, I got Jay. Jay Philly right here, man. What's going on? What's going on, man? Yeah, and we got special guests in the building, on the couch, lounging like a true player supposed to do. Got my man Troy G Mo over here, Grimo. He grinding. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we are just about to get into some real hip hop conversation, and we want to start off with Kanye West's best albums. Now, for those of you who don't know, Kanye just recently said that he's no longer doing secular music and he has a Christian, well, I don't know what, I don't know if you want to call it a Christian album, but he has a gospel album out entitled Jesus is King. So, Jay, what do you think about Jesus is King? Let me start off by saying I'm probably one of the best, or not best, but the biggest Kanye West fan, like you know. Yep. Right. So going from the beginning to where he's at now, I can see it because, you know, one of his main singles was Jesus Walks, right? Yeah. So it's like a full circle type of thing to where now he's just doing gospel music. So I can see it. I dig it. It's short. Very short. I mean, number five minutes long. He got he got um, 10 commercials. Right. On <laughs> for, for record. Right, right. But I've also seen a lot of YouTube videos and stuff of like people listening to and reacting to the album. And I see a lot, like it's kind of like a different vibe, man. Like I see more younger people vibing to his music with their parents, which is kind of a cool idea, you know? Yeah, my mom ain't gonna listen to it though. I think I talked to my brother and she's like, I'm not gonna listen to it. You know, I guess it's like a different, it's not, she's not ready for that. My mom comes from a different time frame of being a Christian, you know, a Christian Baptist woman. So, but, so I imagine women like herself and people from her era are not won't listen to um, Kanye West, but I mean, whatever followers you can get. I mean, a lot of people didn't listen to Kirk Franklin when he first came out, so right. you can look kind of look at it like that. But I mean, from what I heard, it sounds pretty good, man. You know, I, uh, I've always been a big Kanye West supporter. I haven't bought a Kanye West album since graduation, though. I will say that because I got Apple Music and people burn your CDs and stuff like that. So right, that's that's pretty much why that hasn't happened but now i can say that you know uh, any, anything he comes out with i always support like the change but it's just a different feel from like those first those first three albums just the way like the samples are being cut and maybe it's for the better though you know what i'm saying evolution is inevitable mm-hmm. uh, you know we discussed that earlier when we was at the bar talking about you know people trying to do the same shit doing the same lane that they were doing when they first came in you're not able to talk about the same shit because you ain't the same person right um no, I can I can take it back in the day, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Like when he came out, you could tell like the talent level was above everybody else. But also he had his own lane. Right. So like his not demeanor, but like the way he presented himself was away from like the thug, 
like you know guns drugs type yeah, of music polo the polo back backpack music right so i remember hey, when i hey, met my polo. wife and she met me like and i went out with her a couple times to the clubs and stuff she thought i was dressing like mr rogers right <laughs> <laughs> but that was like the kanye west vibe right yeah which was way away from like the jerseys, the you know the fits yeah. and and stuff like that. So I could see him always being kind of a like a trend setter, you know. Yeah, he always was. I think he was always a, a trend setter when it came to fashion, for sure. And even in the the art of um, musicianship and especially sampling, I like again he changed the game. The way that hip hop was was being sampled. You know, sped up samples were were heavily heavily used not to say that just blaze didn't have a sped up sample either because the what he did for they don't know for jay-z but that's better that's a sped up sample he's got a few of them that you know that he's done but kanye was definitely one of the individuals in music at the time especially in, in production that got so much so much so much um praise for for how he used the sampling and i, I which brings us to the 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 issue at hand Kanye West's best albums. I want I want to know what do you feel like is Kanye West's best albums maybe like in chronological order if you can or ranking or however you want to do it. Cuz yeah. you've been a fan like just as much as I've been a fan. Looking at the the albums, what would you say from top to bottom? Be, his best to his least best. I'm not cuz I don't I don't look at Kanye West as having like a worst album. So right. what would be the least best? I don't know, I'd probably say cuz just when they dropped, it was like different time frames of me being active duty military. Yeah. So college dropout, first time being away from my family, that was like something, like I was used to like Southern hip hop and, yeah. and rap like that, you know? So when I heard, like I picked up Kanye West, I didn't even know who he was, to be honest, man. I knew Jay-Z, Nas, the big New York names and stuff like that. But like going to, I remember it was, I don't even think it was the BX, man. I think it was like the bookstore off of the BX in Turkey. Yeah. And uh, I saw this the album cover, like the dude with the bear, you know? I'm like, man, let me check this out. Rockefeller, that's probably, probably dope, you know? And I listened to it, I'm like, oh my. You know, this dude is like, from top to bottom, game changer, oh, right? Yeah. So, classic album, you gotta go with this first one, College Dropout. First album you got is College Dropout, okay. And well, well, I guess I'll find out, what's your least favorite? Least by? favorite? I would say probably the one before Jesus is King. Yeah. <laughs> Seven He's songs. He's talking about Magnum, Mistakes, Girls. <laughs> right. It was like just all over the place. It wasn't yeah. like really an album. It was more like it just, let me get seven and songs out. The album was five minutes long. Right. Like I said, he's putting out commercials these days. Yeah. Kanye West, he put out a, uh, what, a gospel commercial with the <laughs> with the Jesus King album. Right. It was only 10 minutes long. And then he puts out, oh, right. that, well, he put that one out. And before that, he put the, the Yay album out. But I would say with the Jesus is King concept, like a lot of people will say, hey, man, he's just using, you know, the, the religion aspect to get more fans. Because he was kind of down and out, you know? Maybe so. That's when you're supposed to turn to God. Right. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, to me, I'm like, man, it's kind of dope because I can listen to it with my kids. You know, I'm driving with my kids, listening to these songs. And it's like, nothing is like bad about any of the songs, you know? There's no yeah. sex, drugs, any of that stuff. Like, you know, my, my daughter is four and she's singing, you're my Chick-fil-A, you know? And I'm like, man, that's... <laughs> It's pretty dope. You know, it's corny. Yeah. But I'm getting older and I don't want my daughters to be out 
shaking it and getting out in the clubs and stuff well, like that. I hate to tell you this, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Right. And I think that's where Kanye West is at right now. Like, he's got daughters and he knows how he was back in the day. So he's like, man. Yep, it don't this matter. is gonna go full circle to it, me, man. Because even Nas came out with that daughter song, you know. Yep, but look who their mother is. Nothing against Kim, right? You know, and it's just a very free, it's a very free running family they got going over there. There's no, it's inevitable. I mean, my daughter's 15. I don't even want to think about stuff. No one that, wants to think you about know, that, especially but, as a man, because you know. Yeah, exactly. Because you know? I know for sure I was. I started as early as. 11 and 12 being um corrupted when it came to like like when it came to women and shit like that right and but i want to get off topic with that kanye west best albums and it goes as follows for me for Romy mac of two cents and now jay and rome presents hip-hop veterans my kanye west ranking goes as follows number one i would have to give it to yes College Dropout. College Dropout is probably the best of uh, the best to me, just for nostalgia. The fact that I was in basic training when that came out, and get ready to start my life as a Air Force, um, an Air Force guy. Second, I'm going to go with my beautiful Dark Fantasy, Dark Twisted Fantasy. Third, Late Registration. After Late Registration, then comes Graduation. After Graduation, then comes. Jesus, and then everything else is just i would put everything else in a tie the life of pablo yay and jesus is king they all fall oh i forgot 808s and heartbreak so 808s and heartbreaks goes after jesus or no before jesus so here we go Roman max ranking of kanye west goes college dropout my beautiful dark twisted fantasy late registration graduation 808s and heartbreaks jesus life of pablo Yay and yay or ye, whatever the hell he's trying to spell in that shit. And then Jesus is King. That's that's what I got. Yeah. So what what was your official category for for the? So I think it pretty much goes in order, man. His first four, classic. After that, eight oh eight and heartbreaks was like. Yeah, eight oh eight and heartbreak is four. That's four. Yeah. So the first three. Yeah. So, right. Well, no, four, right? Because you went college dropout. Late registration, graduation, yeah, graduation, and then 808s. Heartbreak. No, the dark twisted fantasy. No, no, no. Was that four. was 2010. Okay, so after 808s. Yeah. Right. Okay, so scratch 808s, dark twisted, then 808s, then the rest, man. Like we're kind of like I think he was probably just added. I don't know. Like it wasn't to me. It wasn't Kanye, man. After that. Yeah, I I it don't was more feel like, the, like you know what I, I'm saying. I feel like he sh- he makes different show. He, he shows up once in a while. Like he'll have one or two tracks on an album like of those albums that'll have you thinking oh man yeah it's coming back right and then it turns into yeah i would i really wasn't feeling you know i really wasn't feeling that track you know what i'm saying and like for me like feeling that whole album i'm not able to play life of pablo in entirety i'm not able to play yay in entirety and that album is only eight minutes long and then jesus king like i like i can respect where he's moving with it i look for i thought that Jesus King was gonna be like the Sunday services song, like with the choirs singing stuff that, you know, we've heard and it, it's like the gospel version of that. Like how they did, however do you want me, my soul, you know, soul to soul, back to life. That was nasty. I like how they did that. I thought that was going to be the album and like such. But I mean it's still a still still a decent album, um, to to me. 
but yeah that's i'm sure yay would appreciate us talking about his albums he'd be very arrogant uh they were he was they were just laughing at him because he said he was running for office in 2024 mm-hmm. and he was like i don't know what y'all think is funny <laughs> and he's thinking about changing his name legally to some some long shit or something like that yeah man we know he's talking about music uh, kanye plays a big part of our adult adulthood but Want to talk about music going into like childhood, like growing up, you know, like before we even aired the show, we were just talking about the different producers, mm-hmm. like with Tim Timberland and for and like Pharrell, you're just growing up with that that music that you know Tim, you know Tim and Bob even right. from our again from the Air Force times, mm-hmm. but I mean you got like a couple a couple years on me, but for the most part, my ear from our ear, we have the same, roughly the same ear for music when it comes when it comes to that. So I wanted to look back to like when I first started, like I'm trying to remember my first rap record that I probably remember hearing. It probably was MC Hammer, you can't touch this. And I was in Cuba as a Navy brat, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But I, I'm just thinking about like, child, like again, if I had to do top five, child, like I want an artist from top, top five, hip hop artist from childhood. Like your all time five? Yeah, all, yeah, from all time five. Y'all gonna have to, yeah, <laughs> you have to brace yourselves for right. what you're about to hear. And, Cause you gotta understand, I grew up in a house that really wasn't allowed to play right. much, much uh, hip hop with cussing in it. Right, and I so, started off, I'll, I'll take my premise. Yeah. Before hip hop, I was more of a, like alternative. Yeah. Type, like Nirvana. Yeah. And I tried to oh. skate and I couldn't skate to save my life. And then I started getting into hooping, man. <laughs> and then my little brother was more into hip hop. And we used to get these cassette, like VHS tapes, right? Yeah. Like a subscription or whatever. And they would send us stuff. And like my brother would get the hip hop stuff. I get like the alternative. And mm-hmm. it got like, how can I even try to do anything like hooping? It's not like a rhythm type of thing, you know? Right. And like I started more gravitating towards his music because it was like Snoop and Dre. And I'm like, man, this stuff is way more better than like what I'm listening to, you know? It's a vibe, so that's what I'm saying. So I think probably with your top five, it's probably a vibe of your life. Yeah, top five. All right, and we're going on top five from top five artists from uh, from childhood on until graduation. My number one artist, Will Smith. Will Smith is the only one that I could play in the house. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Two would probably be Jay-Z because I just identified the most with, with him. Next would be, it would be Will Smith, Jay-Z, DMX. Um, who else did I listen to a lot? This is your top five? Yeah, this is top five from so childhood. Jay-Z, DMX, Will Smith. And we gotta go back to like, yeah, when I was like a toddler and shit. Not, yeah, toddler like in Cuba. So, yeah, it would be Will Smith. Yeah, it has to be, <laughs> yeah, Will Smith, Jay-Z, DMX, MC Hammer. Be the last one, man. I don't know. I'm trying to think who that, who that last spot be, just based off of childhood alone, like as far as what I was influenced by. I'm not able to call Tim, I wouldn't say Tim Black, because Tim Black didn't rap. Oh, Snoop. Yeah, what am I talking about? Yeah, that that was my influence, like what I listened to growing up. Like, That's not it. I would be, you know, I say Snoop because let me give you, I'm going to give the back, the backstory on everybody and why they're being chosen in the top five. Will Smith was the only one I could play in the house, and I played him a lot between the Fresh Prince Days home base with Summertime on it. I, I played that as a kid, and there's This Boy is Smooth and Ring My Bell. All that yeah. on that you hit me, you hit you saw my blinker, bitch. Yeah, the first time we cut. <laughs> yeah, and then when he came back out as I you know Will Smith, he started using his like his real name, 
and and then like Miami, you know, with the Big Willie style al- album, like I remember Chasing Forever, Chasing Forever used that Stevie Wonder sample. It was Ribbon in the Sky. They used they sampled that for for that joint. And I just uh, I, I fell in love with that album with uh, yeah, Chasing Forever, the joint with Camp Low. Uh, what the hell is it called? I know it's like, yes, yes, y'all. That's the name of that. And then Willennium. Willennium was I. Right. It was like, I got to hear DJ, I, I got to hear Jazzy Jeff do scratches because I always wanted to be a DJ, just like my father did. But I wanted to be like a, like a turn, like the turntables. I, I actually fucked up my turntable that my, that my father brought me on my stereo because I wanted to be like Grandmaster Flash and Jam Master J when I was a little kid. And like I would take, uh, yeah, I took new, the new edition record, um, Cool It Now, or it was either Cool It Now, or it was The Boys, Messages From The Boys. And I tried to scratch and mix on that thing. And that it, that was made for playing. It wasn't made for to be like doing scratching and mixing. You know what I'm saying? Right. But anyway, Will, Will Smith, that was the only one I could play. You know, that was kind of like my, it was like my guy was like, okay, I can play this stuff while I'm playing like the video game and stuff like that. I mean, I could engage in the, the hip hop conversations with everybody else that what they were able to play mm-hmm. at, at their houses and stuff like that or in school. But that shit didn't get no, you know, couldn't get played loud at my house unless my mom, like unless it was just me and my dad. My dad would let me, my mom wouldn't. And you know what I said, Will Smith, of course, Jay-Z, my best friend, Takara, she was really big on, still is to this day, really big on Jay-Z. And she was the one that kind of put me on to Jay-Z. Like, I think the first, I remember riding around with with her and she put on Reasonable Doubt. And we would just play that all the time. And then a good friend of mine who um, passed away a few years ago, rest in, rest in peace, Mac, man. You know what I'm saying? He, I, I remember riding with Mac when he first got his license i didn't have my license and he was he was playing volume one in my lifetime and i remember hearing imaginary player and i was hooked like i i thought this was just one of the dopest samples to just the flow over you know what i'm saying it's like the angela wimbush this is a renee and angela sample called imaginary playmates and that's what they you know the, the sample that was used for that one and and you know Jay, I just thought. I mean, Jay was like the popular guy at the time. You know, it's almost like if you if you were in high school around 2010, you thought Wayne was the shit. Jay was like from for us, like going in from middle school to the transition into high school. Big Pimpin' had just came out, and then you know the H to the Izzo, and then the you know the whole Jay Z Nas beef. All of that. Those, these are these are high school memories for me. So Jay would definitely was definitely you know be like the you know the number two spot with with that for me dmx let me tell you i when i first heard dmx on i believe it was money power respect that was the first time i heard him no no no, take it back the first time i heard him was on ll cool j's four three two one yeah that joint when i when i heard him on that ski mask for baby yeah that that's the first time i heard dmx i was just in love with his voice and then when i saw him on money power respect with the locks and Lil' Kim, I was like, I love this dude, man. And then he came out, I remember hearing the sample for Get At Me, Dog. And I was like, when is this album coming out, man? I got to, you know, I got to have it. Like, a lot of people, a lot of people really like Rough Riders Anthem. I hate hearing the original Rough Riders Anthem. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I do not fuck with 
the <laughs> I do not fuck with the original version of the Rough Riders anthem. Like if it's playing on the CD, I let it play, and I mean obviously I know the words to it. But the remix blows it out the water. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Starts off with Drag On, who you never heard before, and it's coming from the Rex. I mean, I said Rex Riders from the Rough Rider crew, and I just I just fell in I just fell in love with that first album, man. It's dark and hell is hot, like. DMX was just I wanted to be DMX I had a chain a choke chain just like him because that's how much I love I love DMX and what did I say I said Will I said Will J DMX what the fuck did I have for I said Hammer that's right I have to give credit to Hammer because that's the first that was the first artist I think it was the first rap artist I heard when I was a kid like when I was a kid like, um growing up in like I said growing up in Cuba listening to hip-hop that was played at parties and stuff like that of course you know can't touch this like wearing that the hell out then and that's a you know that's really really the reason i mean, I was really big for hammer like too legit to quit all of that i'm trying to dance like like hammer hammer pants all of that shit and then the last one snoop dog snoop dog let me tell you why snoop doggy dog if we want to be real, that's when I knew him. That's what name he was used. Snoop Doggy Dog was, uh, <laughs> I remember hearing like MTV, whenever they were making an announcement, whether he got arrested or uh, was out or something about the album. And I, uh, you know, West Coast rapper Snoop Doggy Dog did so, such and such, you know what I'm saying? And our Doggy Style, my father, he let me listen to that at eight years old. I was young as hell and i'm outside cursing i know every lyric to this album you know what i'm saying like especially it ain't no fun my dad thought it was funny that song it ain't no fun you know like just the stuff that nate was saying he's singing about some foul shit done to done to women and looking back in hindsight you know i guess you could say that it was uh, misogynistic and and all that stuff but that's what they did that's how that's how bad the music was back then you know and the, it ain't no fun if the homies can't have have none that's the song that i wanted to listen to because my dad liked it i saw how he laughed at it and i was like i gotta know every lyric to this and corrupt was just vicious on that on that song but just like i knew that album from from the beginning to end and i played i just i just loved i just loved the way it was like the, the soul samples that that Dre had used for that album that I know now. But I mean, back as a little kid, it's just I just thought I just loved the way it sounded. Snoop was just it was just so cool, you know what I'm saying? It's just a cool cat. And so the reason I choose Snoop at number five is because Doggy Style was like that. That was like probably my first rap album that I was into that that had cursing in it. You know, it was a parental advisory. Mm-hmm. That was the one that I held on to. Like I wanted to play that all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like I would hear singles and stuff from the Chronic. I listened to nothing but a G thing or something, or maybe Dre Day, and then Let Me Ride. But other than that, I didn't. I didn't appreciate. I wasn't able to appreciate the Chronic the way that I do now. But Doggy Style, man, that was that was my that was my joint. So that's my five right there. I done ran through why they're my what who's in my five, and I done ran through why they're in the top five. So right. we're talking. Will Smith, we're talking Jay Z, DMX. What the hell else did I say? Uh, MC, Hammer, MC Hammer and Snoop. and Snoop Dogg. Right. Yeah. So I gotta give it to you. I gotta go to you, Jay Philly, man. What's what's up? Jay with Philly. your top top five, top five right here. Who's who you got 
in your top five and why? Probably the top five is gonna go with every key point in your life, pretty much. So when I first went to hip hop, man, and I started listening to, I remember, cause it was cussing, man. So anything that cussed, my parents really didn't like. So like Two Live Crew was like one of the first cassette tapes I had. And I remember having to like go outside in the patio, man, and listen to it, you know? And I Ooh. chilled underneath the painting table. <laughs> with a little radio and I would listen to it, man. I'm like, man, this is so good, you know, but that's like the Miami flavor type thing, you know? Yeah. So pretty much Southern Rap was like controlled a lot of my life. So Outkast, when I started getting a little older and really liking hip hop and understanding it was Outkast. Like, you know, the first house party I went to was Outkast. They played it like nonstop, man, on repeat. And I'm like, dude, every song on this album is like just phenomenal, you know? And it was like, once I got into that, Outcast vibe, it was like, I pretty much spun off of all of Southern rap, so Goody Mob was the shit, man, now, you know? We was that peeping in my window. Alright, I'ma go, I'ma cut off your list real quick, because we talking groups, or we talking artists. That's what I'm saying, like, I, I gotta, I gotta think yep. of them as like, yep. one entity. Well, you go have, if I, if that was the case, I would've chose Outcast in mine. Uh, but uh, we going on artists, yeah, that's, that's why I chose that's, it the way that I did it. Right, but I went to, to me, when I first discovered hip hop was a group. Like, I didn't right. know a, a, like a single artist. Right. You know, so Two Live Crew, I thought was like just, I don't, I don't know anybody from Two Live Crew. I just know the group. Oh, you know Luke then. Luke. So you figure right. Luke, Luke is, so Luke is one of yours then. Right. You got Luke in your top five. Who would you, would you putting five. him? Is he one? Or are you just holding him there for I'm right now? I'm just holding now? him there because that right. introduced me to like hip hop. All right, cool. Like, we got Luke. We got Luke. Luke, yeah. Luke's in there. Then I would go with, if I'm taking uh, a person out of Outkast is Andre, man. Like Andre. Yeah, you was praying. Now you was praised. You was had a <laughs> lot of praises earlier for Big Boy. Big Boy, consistently keeps yeah. going. Like to this day, he's still making albums. So I applaud his effort to still make music <laughs> because it's hard to try to be like because you know Outkast. Yeah. You know, with the cable of doing. Of course, of course. And then like to come out by yourself and try to like fit in. But kind of be outcast it's hard man you know oh yeah it's oh, yeah. hard because you're gonna always judge big boy to outcast music you know and then when they started making their double cds you know and even andre got kind of like in the singing type thing out of wild man out of wild album is it's classic to this it is. day but they've always been different man and to me when i listen to big boy Right now, I'm like, I'm a fan. So I, I just uh, appreciate him coming out with music, you know? But you pointed out, like, he's trying to fit into, like, the new era, which isn't probably where he needs to be, you know? Yeah, man. It's just the transition. So what we got right now. So we got, um, so got Luke, Luke, Luke Andre, Andre 3000. Right. Then, I mean, even before Luke, like, I would put Luke and then crisscross but i don't know ah yeah i don't know that's I, jermaine dupree jermaine dupree i guess you. but i don't know the artist between those two i couldn't point out either or because because it's, it's jermaine dupree jermaine, jermaine dupree right. wrote for them you right. know what i'm saying he wrote that first album so i would say entirety. jermaine dupree was like a big yeah. influence right because crisscross was two from little my kids era. with a float you ain't <laughs> never heard i'm right? like man this is off the chain dude so yeah. luke and then it came crisscross and that's when I really got into hip hop. I'm yeah. like, man. And then I started listening, uh, of course. Chris Cross talking about, I missed the bus. I missed the bus. Uh, and that was something that I would never, ever, ever do again. Right. <laughs> was, and these are all on cassettes. I'm like, man, this is, this is like. 
Oh, that verse, man. Right. Uh, it was play. Not I just want to say play, but I just compared him to Kid and Play. But uh, whatever, Chris Kelly, whatever the dark, the dark one. He was like, he was, I was up. He was up, but he laid <laughs> back down. Figured I could chill till the time came around, and he did. He right. did for a little too long. But when I woke up, yo, the bus was going. <laughs> like, it really rapping about missing the damn bus. But it's relatable when you're in that time frame. Yeah, you know exactly. The bus is my life. Like I'm catching the bus yeah. to get to school. You know, so I know if I if I miss the bus, but they that's never everybody. Like right. for that, even for them being a kid record, Jump had people moving. Man, that Jump comes on in the club right now. People will jump to that damn song. Jermaine right. Dupree, he 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 had one. That was that's a that's a song that it gets. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It gets old. It got old. Which is why it was no longer, you know, they, faded, they kind of faded away or whatever. And they never got a bigger hit than Jump. But it's one of those songs that if you heard it now, you play, you know what I'm saying? It would be like a rocket. So, you got Luke. You got uh, Andre 3000. You got um, Jermaine Dupri right now. Right. So, But then I would even go before that time right so i would go luke crisscross before andre we ain't even got to your high school years yet right i'm in <laughs> i'm in like the, the skate rings dude like i'm skating at astro skate which was in tarvin springs florida right right so just skating boom quad city djs all that type of music like it was kind of like a miami vibe but i know you know what i'm talking about yeah uh i'm trying to think of the song man think of you you know what i'm talking about right which one which one it's quad city djs oh yeah that goes yeah uh, you're talking about ghost town djs Right. Ghost Town DJs, yeah. Quad City DJs is Come On Ride That Train. Ghost Town was... That was... Uh, come On Ride That Train, like, I'm telling you, they had the... So Astro Skate, right? So once we hit high school, it was like the cool thing to go skate. Yeah, Right? Yeah. So we would skate, and then they had... After you skated, they had the base room, right? Right. So the base room was like, you paid an extra $2 to go into this room that was just bass. But they would play that type of music in there, right? Yeah. And that's when you're like, man... Girls are out there dancing and stuff, you know? And that's when, like, you kind of had the courage to go and try to dance with a girl, you know? Like, back in the day, what we were saying. Now, I don't see that happening. Like, I don't see really a lot of, I don't know. You could probably go out in clubs more than I do down in Miami. Uh, do people dance together nowadays or what? Yeah, I guess they do. It depends. Like, but they're dancing. They're not dancing to current shit. They're dancing to, like... So they still um, the rock with the old we, stuff. Like, yeah, stuff that we grew up on because it's just made for grinding and shit like that. But, like, today, today's music is more like getting the girls together with their hands up, throwing it up like a, like a, like a dude and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, this <laughs> right. and shit. It's more like... Yeah. But you... Yeah, there's no... Like I said, there's no... Like I told you, the R&B is no longer exists, so you're not going to have any of that shit. And it's nothing but sex in the music and, right. and hip-hop. So they infuse everything sound like hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? I mean... I, uh, there's a couple of like I think they might dance to some ego shit, something like that. It's got some ass shaking uh, element to it. So, oh, where where are we now? We got like I said, we got Luke, we got Andre three, Thou, uh, yeah, Andre three, Andre three Thou, and then you had Jermaine Dupri, and then more like the 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 dance music man like all right so we'll just call it that then so we'll call it so miami miami bass miami Miami bass miami bass huge for me man miami bass right and then when i got into high school i finally you got one spot you got one spot left i would go like that really impact my life at the time was no so so which okay then cool so right there you have it you got (laughs) because i'm telling you master p was like 
not only was he probably the most consistent label at the time, right? Every Tuesday had a new product coming out, right? Oh yeah. And he had the new CD case it was plastic, right? <laughs> not the not the stuff that breaks, but it was like something you couldn't break. And then you would open up the book, man, and you would have so many different artists coming out. So it was like always got you like motivated to hear a new album, you know? Because he's got Ken and Abel coming out, Mysticals coming out, Mia X is coming out, you know? Just yeah. non-stop music. Right, right. It just hits you like boom, 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 boom. So you were always like at, I don't know, Bar not Barnes & Noble, but what was like the big music stores back in the day? Sam Goody. Sam Goody. FYE, Circus City. Right, Circus City. Like we would go like on Tuesdays, like man, I gotta get that new No Limit, whatever, you know? It just got you going, man. Like I think he at the time had the best business plan going when I was when I was in high school. Hell yeah. You know for sure. All right, so so there you so there you have it. Jay Jay Philly got um we got Luke, we got um Andre three thousand, you got Miami based music, Master P, and Jermaine Dupri. Jermaine Jermaine Dupri. Now what ranking do you have for all of that? Well, if I'm going number one, it's it's always gonna be Outkast or Andre, just because. I mean, even today, I think people are just waiting for an Andre feature or album or something, you know. So I'm gonna rank him above all of them. But I'll go Andre, Master P, uh, Jermaine, Miami Bass, and then what was the first one? Uh, uh Luke. Yeah, Luke. Luke. All right, cool. Well, we're gonna move into pretty much our last, our last topic for the pilot episode. The current state of hip hop. You listen to radio? Yeah, I don't really listen to radio. Not either, at all. Man. The few times where I'm riding with my best friend, you know, he listens to the radio a lot, and I listen to it. I hear the same style of music. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't have respect. I can have respect for like what's it, the baby? He caught on to me. He's very catchy. Very catchy. He's funny. Catchy. He's very witty. You know, right. not like not like ludicrous. You know what I'm saying? Like right. he doesn't not playful or whatever, but. Uh, it's still very funny with his bar. Like his bars are very funny. You know what I'm saying? Like again, I feel like a lot of people discredited Ludacris because, and that's another one. He probably gets honorable mention in my top five because of yeah, I was hooked on back back for the first time. Uh, lick you to your head yeah. to your toes and then move, bitch, get out the way. That these are so like word of mouth and yeah, word, word of mouth and back for the first time was high school. You know that's how that was, right. that was my um. My high, my high school years. And that could probably go into, like, because I think probably that time, it was like the South was killing it. Yeah. Like, South, T.I. It was starting up. T.I. Yeah, T, T. was, Young he wasn't ones. really making noise. T.I. didn't really make noise. Like, Ludacris got on before T.I. Yeah, did. before that. Yeah. Right. So, I think probably Ludacris fits in with, like, the Southern, like, movement, man. Because at the time, it was like, everybody was gravitating towards the, uh, the South. You had Outkast started yeah. making his way. Goody Mob, then you had Luther coming out, T.I. Who else was popular back then, man? Scrappy, all those guys, man. It was, looking at today's, today's Roots. Yeah. Nappy Roots, another underrated Southern. Group. Oh yeah, oh yeah. For sure. I, 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 I do remember you used to play that shit. And so did Kroom, because they came from North Carolina, so Kroom used to play them too. Right, so I would think the state of hip hop is How do you feel, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about I hip hop? I feel like it's carbon copy, man. Like, how do you feel about how do you feel about mumble rapping this? To me, anybody that can make a, a song and, and it's popular and there's a melody and people listen to it is a talent. So I can't knock the person for making the music. It's good marketing. It's good marketing. And it's, it's a marketing. talent, man. Because I, you, it's can, like, you it's can tell like, me to go in a booth today and I can't mumble rap, you know? Yep. So I'm saying there's a lane for it. 
and there's like a, a group of people that want to listen to it, right? Yeah, it's like how we talked about with the McDonald's thing. McDonald's doesn't make the best hamburger, but they're the most popular for the hamburger. For the hamburger. Marketing, man. It's marketing. Marketing for is sure. everything. So, like, mumble rap, I, I'm... I wouldn't dare put that above a Ninth Wonder or a Just Blaze or, you know what I'm saying? Any of those. No. But their they're marketing, it works. It's catchy and it's the sound of today and that's what people want to hear. Me right. personally, I don't. I, I don't listen to that style. Of, I don't, uh, that, that style of music doesn't really get me. And for that matter, it takes some... I, I would say some of the folks that even we... Like I said, if Big Boy came out with an album tomorrow, would I would I play it on repeat? Probably not because I feel like that time uh, my time with him is past. Like we've grown up together. It's like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like there's a sense of like an expiration date with some of the people that you've uh, like you outgrow. You outgrow them right. in a sense. We can enjoy. We can go back and listen to AT Aliens, Aquemini, and all that stuff. And it's like oh, and, and remember these uh, these good times. But the music, like I said, the music coming out today, I don't, I don't share that same affinity. You know what I'm saying? Right. For the, for the, for the music that I once did, and I think it's because I'm getting, because I'm getting older, and I, what do I look like? You know, doing a dance that a 16 year old um, is doing right. at 34. I'm, 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 I'm much, I'm much older. I'm, I'm like, I'm past that point. It's something I don't relate to, and the, the content, for one. I don't relate to the content, so I'm not able to like then hold on to something. Like for me, current state of hip hop, seeing like the likes of like these, uh, what's these guys like Lil Pump, Lil Uzi Vert, um, like the Baby, Lil Baby. You know, it's I mean, it's good for them. You know, what I'm saying that they're that they're out here doing what they do, and Migos, Migos being like right now the 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 premier group in hip hop. Uh -huh. I respect. You know, what I'm saying I respect the hustle. I like. I like offset. I like offset's flow. I think takeoff is the, is um has the best um, delivery and flow out of that group. Quavo is probably like the mind of the group. I'll, I'll say that when it comes to when it comes to business of the group, I think Quavo is probably like the mind. You know, the mind for yeah. Them. And just that the current state of hip hop does not. Uh, I, I'm not able. I don't, I'm not able to rock with it right. now. Like you said, a boogie with the hoodie, like you were telling me, like your um, like like nephew likes to listen to. <laughs> And, but I mean that's their that's their sound, man. That's what they like to hear. I just don't like the fact that we're calling people rappers that are singing on a record. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then again, they say like again, we'll go back to what what I was talking about on one of my old, you know, in the previous episodes on Two Cents with uh, with with, uh, with Deacon Balls about Migos and Bone Thugs and Harmony, and saying how like you know we didn't understand what they were saying. Yeah, I don't, um, you know, because they were. But there's still substance behind Bone Thugs. Yeah, I still not... think that I think I still think Lazy, Crazy, Busy, probably all of them. Really, I think they would. I think they could out. They can outwrap. Let me ask you this: them. Like, I can name two songs for Bone. Like, first in first of the month. Yeah. Crossroad. Like, name me two Amigo songs that like fit that kind of narrative or kind of theme behind a song. Crossroads and first in the fifteenth or first of the month. Fight night. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe they got like the same, maybe cadence. Yeah. Maybe that's where they're going with because you can't understand them. I don't know if there's anything. I don't, yeah. That, you know, that's kind of like yeah. a weird, like a kind of lazy they're, argument. They're, they're party rap. You know, I, like, I, I, like right. it's hard to, like I said, it's hard to compare them. All right. 
Let me ask you this. This is this one I'm going with. Like the one thing is, if anybody likes hip hop, that grew up in hip hop, and they know how much it meant to them, like, cause I think hip hop is like a kind of like a, a moment in your life, right? Yeah. So like wherever you're at in your life, you kind of fit into whatever is going on hip hop wise, right? Right. And it's like a when you hear the old school rap, cause you grew up in that type of era, it gets you like a a feeling, like an emotion, brings you back to like earlier times, you know? Right. You reminisce, right? So what I'm saying is like, I think if you like hip hop, you shouldn't be in a position to criticize like newer hip hop, cause it evolves, right? So for me, now I'm in a different lane. So now when I'm going to work and I'm listening to the radio, I'm in traffic, right? I'm tired. I just fed my kids, you know, paid bills. I'm going to work and I hear a little pump song, right? So now I'm stressed out. <laughs> Right? <laughs> it's a different type of mentality. So I'm like, man, this shit is trash, right? Yeah. It's trash. But I probably would have listened to a little pump song when I was 20, going to the club. Because I'm drinking, I have no responsibility. I'm kind of like freestyling my life, right? So that would have probably fit my lifestyle back in the day, was like a little pump song. Yeah. Because I have no worries. So I feel like that's where it's kind of hard. You can't really criticize the new era of hip hop because you're not in that same era right now. So it's it's hard to like say, hey, this is trash because just because you're older. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not going to be a hypocrite because I listen to imagine like when we were back in the in the day when we were younger, man, there was like so soldiers uh, because I got high because I got high. There was Silk the shocker. So the shocker. Need I say more. Right. Like, Silk the Shocker. Tootsie oh, Roll, like, that's a, oh, just a song that just makes you dance. Oh, it ain't my fault. Right. Did I do that? <laughs> that's, and we went from, we got family matter to lack of responsibility right. and accountability with, it ain't my fault. It's, uh, <laughs> it put, it put no lyrics record. at all. Yeah. You I know what I'm saying? Mystical says something. I may not be nothing to you, but I'm the shit on this Shake label. Shake that ass. Yeah. Watch yourself. Yeah. Show me what you're working with. Right? That's not lyrical. I like my woman fire like Kayan, chocolate and bowleg when I'm running up behind. <laughs> right. You but know. we all Go we ahead. expect everybody to be like a Tupac, Jay Z. No, I just think people like to talk. Uh, I think people like to give a reason to debate shit or try to discredit someone. Because even when we were coming up, they used to try to discredit certain artists that are praised um, for their works today. I mean, maybe. Maybe the folks that are in high school right now, they'll say, man, like we, you know, they didn't have good music like we did when we had Migo. <laughs> so right. But you just... can't tell me back in the day, if you were 20 and Amigos, Amigos came out, you would, you would bump it, man. I didn't. I was 20 something when they first, when I first heard him, like when I heard, first heard like. But you're Migos. a little older, like mature. Yeah. Like you had I heard Amigos and then that other group, what did they call them? Porter, Travis, are they called Travis Porter? Or, yeah. Well, yeah. The. Yeah, the ladies, you know you bad. Like I thought they were all the same people. I thought Fight Night was done by Travis Porter. Right. You know what I'm saying? I thought that I thought that was the very same group. And then you know, learning that the you know the difference of them, and then Future being out, all these groups sounding like Future. Now we have a particular sound that's out in there. I guess it's called trap. This trap is different from the trap that we had when we were in there for trap music, like you mentioned earlier. T.I. T.I. is trap music. Um, what else? Uh, I got T.I. being trap music. I had Young Jeezy being trap music. Gucci Man being trap man. That was pretty, and that's pretty much that lane that that was there. You know what I'm saying? And look at Gucci Man. Like Gucci compared to T.I. is not even close. Well, you know, 
Gucci said he was the first one to talk about trap. And, and right, but I, I look at T.I. being a hundred times more lyrical than Gucci. I don't Hey, I don't recognize Gucci. Gucci's a brilliant <laughs> businessman, and yeah. I respect him for his hustle. He's catching. But rap-wise, yo-yo. Right. And at the time when Jay-Z, not Jay-Z, but T.I. was like up and coming, man. Yeah. He was making like hit after hit albums. Mm-hmm. He was like the southern Jay-Z. He kind of fit like the same. For sure. Guy, you know? For sure, man. Might have seen me in the street, but shout out you don't know me. Yeah. That's probably like my, that's, that's probably my favorite T.I. joint. So, that and the one off of King called ba- Bankhead, 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 and um, right. and that is probably my favorite. So I would say, I would say, what we do wrong is like an older generation. Yeah, is that we automatically trash things when they come out, right? But we can't use like one little uh, example of hip hop mm-hmm. as like the whole. The yeah, whole, I uh, just I I'll tell you what the whole climate. I don't <laughs> like how. The powers that be in charge of radio, in charge of. Because how how would you say how would you say Migos is is trash, right? And like that era of music is I trash. Just, I just when want... J Cole came around the same time. Yeah. And J Cole was like he's phenomenal. probably the, the next. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. You know, artist. Yeah, my thing is, I think that there should be a balance, and I don't feel like there's a balance in music right now. It's. The... I feel like it's just music as a whole, not even just hip hop. I feel like. We're putting hip hop in everything. It's what? A, like I said, hip hop is infused in country music now. Where where have we come as musicians and music lovers that we have hip hop in country music? I'll tell you who ruined that whole thing is Nelly. Yeah, exactly. Trying to cross you know, cross waters with Tim McGraw and Yeah. Oh, no but that was his like, honestly, that was his biggest hit. It's yeah. all in my head. Yeah. And that was his biggest that yeah. dude made him, he made so much money off that song he, he was a minority order of the Bobcats yeah and because of that song well, not hot in here not all the other stuff that like brought no, him up no what about what, where is where is Nelly now right but if he came out tomorrow no one will listen to him because it's going to be trash it's hard right I told you everybody got an expiration <laughs> date you got to know you got to know when to hold him not know when to fold him <laughs> yeah practically and if you don't this is what happens well, to let me you. ask you with the the hip hop hip-hop culture man is like when you hear rock and roll like other genres mm-hmm. of music it's like when an older group comes back out with like a, a new album they support it their fans do right and but like hip-hop is like an older school artist hip-hop is up. like high, hip-hop is like high school yeah you know what i'm saying like you got only a certain amount of time to come back out. i mean it like I said, Dougie Fresh has been touring, doing the show for the last 30 years. I don't know any more Dougie Fresh songs besides the show. So if he got an hour set, he's performing the show eight times as far as I know. He comes out there. And then he does it. Five minutes later, after the song goes <laughs> off, he comes back with, like, you know, because I don't, they could do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you literally can get together and have one big ass house party in a, in like an amphitheater or something like that. You get the likes of a, you get the Dougie Fresh and Rick, like Slick Rick, you know, the Get Fresh crew. You get Salt and Pepper, you get Naughty by Nature, you can get 
hell, one half of crisscross. You can get, um, you know, all these folks that were that were out at the time and didn't really have that much of a catalog. And you have one major guy that has a decent catalog, and you can have a big ass house party and everybody gets paid. You don't have to come out with new records. You know what I'm saying? I don't want. I don't want to hear a new. Um, I don't want to hear a new DMX album. No one does. But that's the thing. Is Everybody like, think they do, and then you hear this old ass man that's like damn near fifty, rapping in the booth. Right. And that's the Talking thing. About, I'm gonna like, kill you. <laughs> imagine, like to me, the Mount Rushmore is like Andre, right? I don't want to hear Master P. No. But come out with a new Andre album. 3000. Andre, if he see, came out with the thing a CD, is. People would buy it just because they're because fans. He's, no, because he's different. That's the thing. He's he different. moved. He he did not stay in one lane, and that's what that was my issue with Big Boy. Now Big Boy, now his other group that he has, the white dude that he works with, oh, I forget the name of. In the UK, they're probably killing because there's a level of respect, and they don't really, you know, what I'm saying they don't know that they haven't seen that. Like it's new to them. Like mm-hmm. Big Boy is like new to that that thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But because we're so used to him, we don't. Um, we don't, we don't respect it. Like hip hop has a hip hop is a fad over here. It's like you only get so much time, and you know, in, at the top, mm. and you have to know, you gotta know when to step out. You gotta know when to move, man. You gotta know when to get in the movies. You gotta know when to get in the TV show. And I feel like there's a few of them that left for TV. Well, I mean, the money was a lot bigger. Was TV and films, it, it, the money was a lot greater than what they had from a, like from a hip hop standpoint. But it, it, it worked out for the will. So anyway, um, been quiet the entire, almost the entire show. But we definitely want to get get Grimo and figure out what you know his thoughts on the current state of hip hop. So if you don't mind, kind sir, please tell us how do you feel about the current state of hip hop. Well, let's see. I would say it's a lot easier to rap now than it used to be. You can do a lot of mumbling and jumble. Uh, put some words together and just sound great. That's all I'm that was a shot. That was a shot at y'all, one rappers, man. Just so y'all know, are you more than welcome to come on the show and debate about this if you do hear it, if you do hear it. Right. I would say at that Roy. point, growing up, we never, well, me personally, I heard we never had mumble rappers. Bone Thugs. But Bone Thugs wasn't mumble. Did you like, understand what they were saying? No, but... but that was that's a little different. It was different. They purposely made it so you couldn't understand what they were saying. Right. They wasn't really mumble. Mumble, yeah. Mumble, right. I think Momo equates to like, like a, like a druggie man, like an addict type dude. You know, <laughs> like they just mumble like they're on syrup. Well, like. I'll tell you what, I look forward to having um, Deacon Balls to come on here and tell you his feelings about <laughs> this subject because he is adamant about Bone Thugs and Migos. Like no you know, the comparison, man. The Crossroads, like there's not one song that. Um, Migos has ever done that compared to Crossroads or First of the Month or anything, right? Yeah. What's the song with, that they had with uh, Biggie? They had a song with Tupac too, right? Yeah, Run With Us, Run With Us, yeah. Run With Us, Bop Bop. Yeah, there's no no comparison at all. But let me let me ask you this: Why hip hop? Why is it so important to you? Why is hip hop important to me? Because like I was, uh, and I'll take this from Grandmaster Cat. Hip hop didn't invent anything but it reinvented everything and you can take a song for instance we went you know as we were watching earlier looking at kanye's 
work over the years, man. We go from listening to Shaka Khan's Through the Fire, which was a great record, mm-hmm. standalone record on its own. Then for him to use that sample in the way that he did and get people to feel that that vibe again, you know, like that is what, that's why hip hop is so um, important to me because it, it does create nostalgia and it can all, also create like a new sound and introduce a group, a generation of, of people who weren't even alive when the, the previous song was on and give them like somewhat of an appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. And granted, there's some dummies that'd be like, oh, you know, Kanye, Kanye made that song. You know, no, Shaka Khan and her producers had that shit right. long, you know, long before then. But I think that's what that's that's really why hip hop is in, important to me. I'm gonna pass that back to you, Jay Phyllis. Mm. So for me, like, I feel like hip hop is like the soundtrack to my life. So pretty much every every good time in my life equates to like a hip hop song. That's how I look at it. So. To me, it's just vibes, man. Like, if I play a certain song, I can go back to like a good time. And that's why I always reminisce and listen to older rap because it brings me back to a time when I was more at ease, you know, like just having a good time. That's why I was saying like the analogy with me now, present day, listening to newer rap. I'm in traffic going to a job I hate, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a different, different vibe. So I can't rock with the new era because it's a new era for, for them, not nope. me. I'm in the old school mindset because I had all my best memories when I was back in the day. Yep. You know? It seems that way, at least at least until we're right. uh at least until we're in uh we're rolling in millions. If we're which... now if I'm rolling in millions and I'm not in traffic, I'm not going to a job <laughs> I hate, my boss getting on my nerves. I'll play futures out. Right. I'm like I'll listen to anything. Because I'm like, man, I'll, it's a good good time for me. Yeah. Right? Well, the rapper, uh, no, yeah. Well, yeah, right. Right. And let me ask you this: uh, Here's another question for both of you guys. Yeah. You guys grew up a little more in the technology era, right? So, do you think technology ruined hip hop for the fact that now you can hide behind technology? So you get yeah. to record yourself at your house, right? You don't have to go on stage and get criticized. You don't have to go off in the block and try to rap in front of people. Now you get to sit. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'll tell you this: How I feel about that the that's a great that's a fucking great question about you know technology and hip-hop i feel like it doesn't allow these kids to to work as hard as those before on their craft and that we live in a very um sensitive critic uh sensitive to criticism society which will then hinder their ability to deal with adversity right which Ultimately, I mean, affects the music. Well, I think that shows in the music that it's not worked on as hard. And it's not to say that these 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 kids don't work as hard, but like the fact that we have technology enables them to their music to reach the masses. Now, I'm sure the likes of a Jay Z, a DMX, a Fat Joe, all those guys, if they had social media, who knows how big they would have been? Like Timbo. And Missy, when they drop, get your freak on. If they had Twitter and Instagram, when that shit first came out, you forget about it, man. It was just so innovative. It was new. It was a different sound. Mm-hmm. And and I don't doubt that they'll come back out with something else. I just feel like it's just a different time frame because that trap music shit is what is where is where the kids are. That's where they that's what they want to hear from for right now. At least until they hear something different. They gotta we gotta bring a different sound. 
And it's just like, yo, man, I'm jamming. And when you have that, there'll be a carbon copy of that. Everybody's going to do every Every five to six years, there's a new sound. And then there's carbon copies. You know what I'm saying? We go to the factory. It's like the factory assembly line, excuse me, with with music. Migos come out. A lot of people sound like Migos. Future came out. A lot of people sound like Future. When T.I. started doing trap music and Jeezy started doing trap music, and all these artists fell behind them. You know, but no stand, but no standalone, and that's where, and that's what I loved about Kanye because Kanye came and brought a sound that nobody really was using when he first stepped into the game. So that's why he was able to stand out, and the music was good. You know, it's good. You know, it was it was carefully mixed, edited, in in formatted for uh, con, you know consumer consumption, mm-hmm. and who knows, who knows where. You know, who knows where music is going to go in 10 years, man? Who right. knows where music is going to go in 10 months for that matter? But see, I think that that's touching on the technology part because with Kanye, he had to, like, show and prove how much of a talent he was. Like, like before he got to his first album, yeah. that dude would wear a backpack and go into people's studios and try to rap for people and be like, oh, no, you're just a producer, you know? Yep. Like, stay in your lane. If he had... Like SoundCloud and all that stuff back in the day, right? He would have been. Well, I've pitched it before. Yeah, he would have been way more like out in the open before he was like. But what I'm saying is like that allowed him to make a better album, you know, because he had to go and try to rap in front of Jay Z and you know. Now what I'm saying is the validation part with technology yeah. is I can make a trash song. There's no gatekeeper. There's no gatekeeper, right? No gatekeeper. So I can make a trash ass song and just put it on the internet. Five or six weird ass kids, I like it. So I'm validated now, right? I'm I'm a hip hop. Hey, right? listen, man. Music is in the eye of the listener. It is, but don't you think the validation, not the validation, but I, the I gatekeeper the thing, people, is like needed to make yeah, good music. Those those who have came on before, passing the torch and all that shit. That's where they yeah there needs to be. There are no rules like that in hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like again, the the rules and regulations. They used to be in place but there's no more rules and like checking folks and like whether or not you know they were worthy enough to do that like growing up they used to if you couldn't get to the tunnel you really wasn't shit you know what i'm saying or i don't know the mecca and and look at outcast outcast had to get booed on in new york yeah you know and they want hip-hop whatever i'm tired (laughs) i'm tired of folk Talking about, you know, it's like, yeah, like you got a demo tape, don't nobody want to listen to it, but the South got something to say. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> right. And since then, it's been like that. Because no one validated them. No one was like, man. They felt they needed the validation they needed by it. New York. Right. And, and they, had to go they out didn't there and because it. now New York wants Atlanta's validation, which is annoying. Yo, for real, you New York artists, get back to making your sound, yo. Get back to making your sound. I think the best time in hip hop was like when it was more. Uh, 90s. It was nineties. Nineties. Ninety-three. Well, you had distinctive sounds. Ninety-three through ninety-six. So you had the West Coast, South. Ninety-three through ninety-six. Texas. Wu Tang. Wu Tang. Wu Tang. Death Row. Bad Boy. And then everybody that was on Loud Records, Onyx, Mm -hmm. Mob Deep. Like, their everyone was distinctive. Right. With their sound. Yeah. New York hip hop was. I hate to say it. Diddy. They were. were, Diddy. Diddy. Now I always say Diddy because Diddy had. His own flair, but I would say like uh, Dipset ruined New York rap because they got really southern, man. Because they started following the Little Wayne trend, you know. Mm-hmm. Once that started going, like I think New York hip hop just suffered, man. Because even when Fifty Cent came out, 
he was still some kind of something different, but he was more. It was more New York. It was gritty. It was gritty. Gritty and, and that's grimy. why people liked it, you know, because it's like that's man, why people like Mob Deep. Right. And we'll get to that. Well, yeah, we'll definitely get to some like some more Mob Deep a little bit later. But that's yeah, ladies and gentlemen. You know, this this concludes the first episode of Jay and Rome presents. What the hell do we call ourselves? Hip hop veteran shit. Yeah, we'll do that. Again. Let me back that up. <laughs> I'm gonna do that one more again. The Jay, Jay and Rome presents hip hop veterans. Um, this is the first, you know, the first episode. We really hope you guys enjoyed it. Contact information. Um, Jay, go ahead and um, hit him up with your, your IG. Oh, yeah, it's on Instagram. J yeah. Jay, Jay Phil 8080, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. And then you can follow you can follow myself, Romy Mac, on on Instagram at the official Romy Mac page, as well as Two Cents the Podcast on Instagram. You can also follow the Two Cents Podcast Central page on Facebook. And Twitter is Two Cents DA Podcast. Two Cents The Podcast. You can follow. You can follow up there. And if you, like honestly, whenever this video posts, if you want to post any questions, any topics, like suggestions for up and coming episodes, feel free to do so. Shoot us. You know, what I'm saying DMs or whatever through social media of, of ideas that you might even have for the show. If you're an artist too definitely give us a shout so you can come on here let this platform be yours and who knows what you know what can happen of that but you know we definitely welcome all comers that would love to be on the show um that's pretty much all i got right now um yeah jay you got anything you want to leave with the folks uh not i mean yeah you touched on on everything man like the, the whole premise of the show is just to keep the culture going man because we're all a part of it. We all grew up in it. Like, like I said before, it's a soundtrack pretty much to our life, man. So we all have our different, you know, artists and, and songs and stuff like that. It's basically just a platform to keep it going, man. Like, right. we, we like the underground, we like the new school, we like the old school. If it's, if it's good, we're rocking with it, man. And this is where we're gonna come together and, you know, actually present new artists to people and we want new artists to come on, DM us. It's basically just, like I said, man, like everyone in this room came together through hip hop. So yep. that, that's where we're going, man. And, and it's a good topic and it's something that we're all passionate about. So yeah. I appreciate your time, man. Of course, of course. Episode. My Hopefully big bro, rock with it. my big Share. bro right here. Yeah, so you know, this is Jay and Rome. We out, peace.